the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Intelligent. Conservative. The answer. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. First of all, Andrea, congratulations on expanding to a second hour. It is incredible, but I'm very concerned because, as you know, I happen to be a radical environmentalist, and you happen to also be expanding your own carbon footprint. So legislation, <laughs> as a result, must be drawn to make Andrea a dynamite in a renewable dress. I want the dress to be made out of renewable plastic, and I think it's a very important thing because we have to help the environment, just like you happen to be helping the ratings and radio by expanding. So if you can wear a dynamite dress made out of plastic, you certainly have my vote. Much continued success. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Bernie Sanders. See, Bernie Sanders appreciates the Andrea K. Show, too. I'm going to have to, Bernie, I'm going to have to work on that sustainable dress made out of plastic. Thank you for that hot tip. And and if you know anybody in your elite circles in the fashion industry, send them my way. All right. Um, I don't, that's, of course, I got to give credit where credit's due. That's our, that's our dear friend, Phil Hirsch, a great impersonator, does a phenomenal BB and he he can nail both sides of the fence, baby, whether they're Republican or whether they're Democrat. We got a number of personalities peppering them in over the next week or two. Fantastic. And y'all recognize that voice. Clearly he cannot be impersonated. Of course, that is none other than DJ Potato Skins. Yesterday I met in this very room. DJ Potato Yeah, Phil, let's see you try to impersonate this. Good luck. Yeah. Um, let me ask you a question. Are y'all concerned you're not paying enough at the gas pump? Wishing you could pay more, like to do your patriotic duty maybe somehow, some way for, for Ukraine? Just when you thought it couldn't get any worse here, especially... In California. Well, no, but see, there may be people that are happy to pay more at the pump. They may be going, cool, California is going to raise its gas tax. I'm okay with that. Well, uh, well, then you're going to be happy. But you're probably, you know, I don't know. There's got to be a few liberals up there. Who was it, the late night talk show host who said he would gladly pay 10, uh, you know, $10 for a gallon of gas? Oh, I stopped watching them after Leather, uh, uh, Leno left. It was the guy with the glasses. I don't, I haven't watched late night TV in a really well, long a while time. For me a too. really long time. Um, but the, but the left they don't care how much they don't care how much you hurt they don't they pretend that they care about the working man but then they do stuff like this uh they they um california lawmakers this is according to fox business california lawmakers are unlikely to to pause the annual summer increase in the state's gasoline tax ahead of the may one deadline can first of all can somebody explain to me why we even have an annual increase in our gas tax why, why do we have an annual increase at all that's a summer that's specific to the summer? 
Oh, I know. That's when people tend to take vacations with their kids. So how can we how can we inflict some pain on some people just trying to take a little road trip to Yellowstone Park with their kids? Right. Let's make them pay uh, pay more for the gallon of gas. Right. So Newsom had actually said when when gas prices really spiked, they started spiking a year ago with inflation and then they really got jacked a couple of months ago. And Newsom had said that he was going to help us out. Right. He did this whole press conference about how they may even, even do some kind of gas rebate for people. Um, he's expressed support for uh, not implementing the it's um, it will be a 5.6 percent tax hike. It's scheduled to take effect on July one um, and, and to make it even more absurd. The California lawmakers are not going to pass any legislation. So this gas tax hike, uh, the summer increase will hit us beginning July one. And here's where it gets even more absurd and laughable. They say the tax is is used to fund roads and other infrastructure projects. Now, the last time, Andrea, that they, you know, there was a gas tax on the ballot, et cetera, and they said, hey, it's going towards roads and improvements. What did you notice? Well, I'm scared. To, I'm scared every time that I got to I got to stop under an overpass because there's a, there's a red light ahead of me and the, the traffic's backed up and I'm sitting under an overpass. Or, you know, if there's a train coming by downtown, I'm scared to death. They Something's might be gonna worse fall than ever, the roads. Yeah, it's terrible. Potholes everywhere. We've got federal highway funds and we still got potholes. No. It, the, and this is what they always do. They, this is this is the classic Democrat playbook. Right. It's just tax you to death and tax you to death and regulations and taxation and the money never goes where it's supposed to be. But they're here to help. To Andrea. Well, no, actually, actually, listen to what Pelosi has to say about this uh, and, and how the Democrats really actually care about you. Cliff for. Uh, so lowering cost at the pump, lowering cost at the kitchen table, that's what Democrats are about. And again, we're going beginning down this path with very serious legislation that is for now, recognizing COVID and what that has done to supply the Ukraine, what that has done to supply, but recognizing there is an ongoing exploitation <laughs> and manipulation that that is unfair to America's working yeah, families. Yeah, exploitation in your voice. Well, yeah. First of all, let's talk about the fact that she's almost as bad now at the microphone as Joe Biden. Oh, she's getting bad. Yeah, and it's and it's actually getting a serious concern. There was Biden denied any issues with Diane Feinstein and her cognitive abilities. She's had to come clean and admit that she doesn't have any capabilities. Think about the aggressive, narcissistic need for attention that you must empower. The gross, unflappable, unfettered, just absolute quest for power you must have to be in your 80s, to be worth hundreds of millions of dollars like Feinstein or like Pelosi. And instead of just going off in your golden years and enjoying your grandchildren, you're you're still in D.C. doing everything that you can to to lord over the peasants. Right. To the And she's if you can even get through the word salad, the lying to the American people, the phony um, we Lowering cost at the pump, lowering cost at the kitchen table. That's what Democrats are about. How deluded and and away from reality is she? What have we seen since Joe Biden's election? Nothing has gone down. Well, it's that we are our inflation 
is at the highest it's been in 40 years. And this was long before Putin ever got anywhere near the Ukraine border. We were reporting last year on how gas prices were already spiking. The cost for used cars was up at 38%. We know that the uh, ga- prices for everything has, has skyrocketed, right? Uh, for electricity, all kinds of products and services. We know that there's food shortage coming. And that's all been a direct result of the Democrats' policies. And the reality is, is here's the good news for us, though. The, the days of the Nancy Pelosi's Standing up there at the microphone and spewing nonsense that the American people are going to buy just doesn't work anymore. It doesn't work anymore. The poll numbers today, consumer confidence is just literally in the toilet. The gross domestic product, product of the GDP, gross domestic product has gone down, retracted 1.4% when it was supposed to increase by 1%. These are some really serious dire economic times. And they, they can't gaslight us anymore. I don't know what she, I don't, this just goes to show how her cognitive abilities are gone because they're not even hiding it anymore what the truth is. Why is she bothering to gaslight the American people and say the Democrats are for low prices? But everybody knows they're not. Whenever, Not only does everybody know they're not, but when you've got Secretary Granholm over our energy sector, an energy department, energy agency, telling the truth to the American people, why is she even bothering to try to gaslight anybody? Play clip five. But ultimately, these crises tell us that global energy security and energy independence and energy affordability all depend on a shift toward American-made clean energy. Fortunately, Congress, through the Energy Act of 2020 and the Bipartisan Infrastructure Law, has invested in our ability to, to build some of these clean energy technologies here at home with American parts and labor. I'm grateful to the members of the committee for the faith they've placed in our department to oversee many of these investments and the new offices and the ambitious clean energy goals that come with them. We are hard at work implementing this legislation. Most recently, for example... Let's in that there. Key points here. This this is this is this isn't anything new, by the way. This may be new at new. The Energy Act of 2020 may may be new, but it's actually the same thing Obama did after he got elected in 08. Remember the shovel ready jobs? You remember Solyndra? He talked back then that the, the gas prices will have to go unnaturally high in order necessarily to skyrocket necessarily skyrocket so that they could do this. Push this green energy crap on the American people, which is really about it's not about energy independence. It's not about anything but the new world order and the World Economic Forum and the globalist society that they're they're trying to put over on us. And they're not even hiding it anymore. They're not. So Nancy Pelosi might as well just, you know, I mean, lady, go home with your grandkids. Why are you even bothering to try to gaslight the American people when you when you guys are now telling the truth? About what the game plan is, right? That's what this is. It's and all oh, but, into the great race reset, y- Andrea. Yeah, it is. But here's the thing that the Granholm said that was also the truth, not just the truth about the agenda about green energy, but that the Energy Act of 2020 was a bipartisan infrastructure law that invested in all these green energy, uh, quote, clean energy, but there's no such thing. Energy technologies, that means the Republican Party voted for it too. They're all in on, not all of them. We've got a few, but we don't have enough. This is something else we don't hear enough about. We hear that the Republican, you well, you were telling me before the show that when it comes to gas prices, that this is something that the Republicans can win on. That I think the Republicans are actually, I, I think the Republicans are actually doing a good job campaigning on the gas prices. Well, my point was, 
if you see no really, and I'm, God bless every Republican candidate that is running against Gavin Newsom, but some of the major players that have decided to not rerun in this official election, this would be the thing. If they, Andrea, campaigned on this alone and did it the right way and got the right coverage, I truly believe they could win this state. Well, it's interesting because we had an opportunity already on some dire economic conditions during COVID that Gavin Newsom should have been clearly recalled. And everybody in this state had felt the pain of what he had done to them economically with the shutdowns and the lockdowns. And, and, and while he was forcing economic suffering across this board, across all industries, across all demographics, while he was doing all that, everybody knew that he was sitting at a plump, at, was, well, he owns Plump Jack, but he was sitting at French Laundry shoulder to shoulder with no mask in a restaurant while restaurants couldn't be opened. You couldn't go into a restaurant. And he was sitting there. I think the, the, the wine bill alone was $12,000. And he was sitting there with all the people in charge of our public health. Yucking it and up. Yucking it up. And yet he still got, he still got uh, elected. But I think so. I think one of the things we need to do is get better at is actually they're they're doing a good job of hammering home on the economic stuff here, the gas prices. But they have not done as good of a job on fighting back against the cultural issues that are emotion based that so many people vote on in spite of how bad they're being hurt economically. That's what we got to get better at. Well, I'm just saying there's there there was an opportunity here, and yeah, you know it's 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 just a shame. I agree with you there. Running. I agree with you there. But another opportunity that could be hitting hard on, and only few are, like Congressman Andy Biggs, is the border. Oh yeah. And Mayorkas, not only did he have some crazy things to say regarding the Department of Homeland Security new governance, you know, uh, disinformation board, but he also had some crazy things to say about the border. And when we come back, and this hits the home not just of everybody here in San Diego and the border states, but also everybody across. Across this across the, this nation, so you're going to hear what he had to say about that. And do you guys know what a thick a fictitious sexual is? What is this? A fictosexual? Do y'all know what a fictosexual is? If y'all know, give me a call and tell me because I don't know. 888-344-1170. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show. Glad to have you guys with me tonight and every night of the week. 888-344-1170. You can also email me at andreakshow.com. Um, before uh, we talk about the border and some shocking, ridiculous comments that Mayorkas made, later on we're going to be talking about a fictosexual. Y'all know what a fictosexual is? Be, give, I, I'm curious if you know 888-344-1170 because that's a story that my man Skins just finds fascinating. Um, but quickly going to read an email here that's related to something we talked about last night, Elon Musk. He says, hi, Andrea. I'm still here. It's my, uh, Paul, longtime listener. Happy you got a well-deserved two-hour program. Just more work for you now. Perhaps Elon... Uh, has made the change. His timeline shows how it's worked. F- His timeline shows... How it's worked for me, though, I've moved a little more right. In fact, I think I see the same transformation for journalists Matt Taibbi and Glenn Greenwald. So I think he says his timeline shows that uh, Elon Musk's timeline has shown that he's moved to the right. Of course, uh, we're, he's referencing last night's show in which we talked with Brian Maloney about Elon Musk, and he says that we should be trusting Elon Musk at all. I think it's a bit, you know, I'm indifferent. I want to, but it's a wait and see for me. I want to believe he's doing the right thing for the right reasons. Well, today he comes out, Elon Musk, and tweeting out, I think I may buy Coca-Cola and put 
put cocaine back I in it. I saw that. Well, and it's like, you know, I, I actually took him, here, here's where I'm at. I actually took him seriously at that. Was he just being funny? You know, the, Brian Maloney talked about what a, you know, his history with drugs. So I just don't, I, I'm happy for whatever positive comes out of, out of him buying Twitter, but he's clearly not in my hero zone for me and neither is Mayorkas. We got to get back to that because we've talked many times, everybody, many times here on the show, everybody knows who doesn't know in this country. There may be people who don't know the invasion we've got at the southern border because the mainstream media isn't covering it. Biden administration's ignoring it. Kamala Harris, who was supposed to be the border czar, never actually went to the border. Right. But the American people know what's going on here. And this is not a winner for them, no matter how much they hide it. So Mayorkas was brought before Congress and he was questioned about the border and his answer talk about gaslighting his answer was absolutely insane skins play the clip we inherited a broken and dismantled system that is already under strain it is not built to manage the current levels and types of migratory flows only congress can fix this yet we have effectively managed an unprecedented number of non-citizens seeking to enter the united states Um, Wow. Um, First of all, let's start with the fact that he says that we inherited an untenable situation from Trump. Trump had that border in spite of the fact that he couldn't even get five tighter than it's ever been tighter than it's ever been in spite of the fact he couldn't get the five million dollars that he wanted to spend on the border uh, to to build a border wall. He by hook and crook got it through a variety of different means and the border wall was under construction. Right. And the Biden administration stopped the construction of it. In fact, the unused materials were here in a warehouse. And through the GSA, the governor of Texas actually got the materials and has been down there trying to build the wall. Finish it anyway. Yeah, trying to finish it. We also know that he had worked a deal with Mexico on the remain in Mexico policy that was incredibly effective. We know that through executive orders like the public charge uh, executive order. That meant that you couldn't come here if you could not financially support yourself. We also know that there was an executive order. He did five executive orders, and the most important ones were Remain in Mexico, the public charge one, as well as the if you you must seek asylum in the first country you enter into. You couldn't traipse your way across 45 countries to make your way to get here, right? And then, so to blame Trump is just absolutely laughable. And then he says, well, Congress needs to do something about it. it. It's Congress's fault. Well, it's no, it's not. It's the federal government. It's the, uh, that, that it, it, Congress can write election, uh, immigration laws. Don't get me wrong on that. But enforcement of the border is squarely on the federal government, right? Um, and we already have immigration laws. It's already illegal. It's already, did y'all not know that it was illegal? Does he not know that it's already illegal to come into this country? Must have missed the memo. Yeah, that there's there's mechanisms to come into this country. You're supposed to be invited here via visa or an HR one job application, a work permit. Uh, we we actually have election laws already. Congress don't need to do anything else. They don't need to do another thing. But then he talks about, and in spite of all this, we've just done a bang up job on that border, a bang up job. He's only able to say that because he knows that they've got the mainstream media in their pocket, right? trying to hide what's happening down there. And of course, I don't He's think... He's not going to get any pushback on it. No. And of course, I don't... Did he... Do we, did anybody ask him, is your idea of doing a bang-up job, having a National Guardsman named Bishop Evans 
die, dra- drowned, die trying to save some drug smugglers coming across the border? Anybody ask him about that? Anybody ask him about his idea of doing a bang up job being 22? You know, I laugh Terrorist. when they say that they inherited a problem because on foreign affairs and the border, again, Trump was better than any president that we've had in recent or perhaps all of our history. Yeah, because as much as I love Ronald Reagan, he granted amnesty to the illegals in this country under the guise that they would, that the Democrats would secure the border, and they never did. Never did. As much as I love Ronald Reagan, his trust of the Democrats at that at that point really shocked me because you go back and you listen to his his speech at the 62 convention in which he warned about the socialists infiltrating our, our country. It's like, well, there it was. What do you think? What do you think part of their game plan was as part of their cultural Marxist movement that's been going on, as John Guandolo talked about last hour? It's been going on pretty much since our country was founded. Yeah, and that's why they knew that, you know, Trump was going to win in 2020 because from the economy to foreign affairs and the border. He did exactly what he said he was going to yeah. do. Yeah. All right. Should we have some fun and talk? I'm ready for fun. Let's, let, should we talk fictosexuals? I just said, uh, you know, I just shake my <laughs> head, but it's kind of funny. Yeah, we're going to talk fictosexual. In fact, I'm wondering, I was watching some of that Amber Heard trial today, and I'm thinking, is that what, what a fictosexual is? It's, is it some kind of crazy creature that, that uh, uh, you know, uh, I mean, the stuff, have you been following that trial? Oh, I've been following that trial every day, and she's toast. She's absolutely toast. We got that to talk about and more. Y'all watching the trial? What are your thoughts on that? 888-344-1170. We'd love to hear from you. And do you know what a fictosexual is? Give us a call. 888-344-1170. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The answer is San Diego. Andrea K., the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K. Show on the answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. All right. Do we start with fictosexuals? Do yeah, let's we get start out of the way because that term is just bothering. Me. <laughs> All right. A, a, a fictosexual is somebody that um, is somebody that is sexually attracted to fictional characters, which is bizarre in and of itself. So there's this dude. His name is uh, Keto Kondo. He's 38. And he is a uh, fictosexual, and apparently this is like really a thing, right? Um, it's there. It, this fictosexual movement is mainly in, um, I think, Japan and in Asia, because it involves a lot of characters that are part of anime, I yep, guess. And yep. I, I'm not really sure what I've never seen anime. Anime is a certain uh, a certain style of art in in comics and graphic novels. Okay, so this fictosexual dude actually wed a fictional computer-synthesized pop singer four years ago. So they've been married for four years. And now he's unable to communicate with with his wife, but he's still in love with her. So he was dating, and and I'm thinking, well, how how was he ever able to communicate with somebody who's not even real? This is like a, a... a serious mental health issue, right? However, this whole fictosexual thing is like a movement. This just goes to yeah, show... I thought maybe when we first stumbled across this story, Andrea, maybe this was like a brand new thing. It's actually not. We've got a global cri- mental health crisis going on where crazy, insane stuff is actually being normalized and, and considered mainstream. Well, and think about it. Like, through the co- course of the lockdowns and all the draconian measures because of the pandemic, think of how much worse those became. Right. And here's the twist on this, too. 
It's also got a twist because I, I, I'm re- as I'm reading this story, I'm thinking about the, how the insane is being normalized, how pedophilia is being normalized, how the transing of children, the sexualization of children is all being normalized. And that's actually a factor in the story. So we've got while we've got a trans a crisis of mental health in this country with this whole trans movement and trying to recruit tr- children into trans and sexualizing children. That's actually an element here because this guy, Akito Kondo, this fictosexual dude. 38 was dating Hatsune Miku, which is uh, who uh, this character character depicted in pop culture as a 16 year old with turquoise hair. They were dating for a decade. Well, you know, this character didn't age. Right. So this character is still 16, a kid. So this dude is not only out of his mind because he's in love with a fictional character. Minor. The fictional character is a kid. Okay. Um, and, and, and then the article goes on to normalize this type of behavior that a fictosexual is someone who is sexually attracted to fictional characters. Um, he spent 2 million yen or about $17,300 on a nuptial. But his family didn't go to the wedding. So at least we know that there's some people with some, some, you know, normal heads over there, some some mentally healthy people over there. So now they've been married for four years, and he says his relationship has hit a roadblock. And he's sitting here in, like, in a picture with this person, a fictional person. He can no longer speak to his wife, parentheses, fingers in the air, quotation, due to a technological hurdle, according to a Japanese newspaper, Manichi. While he acknowledges that his relationship is odd, so see, he knows he's crazy. He understands Miku isn't a real person, he says, but it doesn't change his feelings for her. Since falling in love with her in 2008, Kondo was finally able to interact with Miku for the first time in 2017. So for nine years, he obsessed over this crazy fictional character. He, he was able to interact with Miku for the first time in 2017, thanks to Gatebox, which is a $1,300 machine that allows devi- uh, allow device owners to interact with characters via hologram and even unofficially marry them. So he is not alone. This is a whole movement. This uh, now his four year marriage marriage has taken a turn. Um, because gate, Gatebox software has been eliminated. So now he just has, doesn't have any way to speak with his, quote, wife. And he says, my love for Miku hasn't changed. I held the wedding ceremony because I thought it could be with her forever. Well, think about it like this. You, mean, you said that the software has been eliminated. But while it was up and running, Andrea, people were making money off this. Well, yeah, thousands of fictosexual people in Japan have begun similar unofficial relationships with a variety of fictional features. Um, then you have to think about how much is this related to the plan of Zuckerberg and the metaverse? It's connected. Right. Isn't this the plan for all of us in the future to, to live some kind of fictional lives to where it's in the metaverse and our lives are fictional and we... Um, we do, our lives aren't based in reality. How is this some, why this movement scans? You and I are always focused on trying to connect the dots. Well, think about it because they, they say eventually when we get into their system, we're going to own nothing and we're going to like it. We're probably going to be locked down in our home. So what are we going to do to pass the time? Well, you can only spend so much time with the people that you love. So you're going to be ingrained into this, into this metaverse to try and escape. Yeah. A non-reality based existence where where happiness used to be based on things that were real, like 
marriage, children, ambition, uh, the feeling of success from when you've done a job well, right, um, to the rewards that you feel that after you've after you've achieved success, maybe that reward for you is a good income. Why right? do you need to and own then, anything when you have all the unlimitless possibilities of the metaverse? Yeah. I think you just connected the dots for me between what is I mean, this I, movement you about? I, it sounds silly, but think about it. Right. And that's what happened to this guy. And it's, it's also it, it's an extension of why these these uh, technique. Uh, what's the term from these? Because it's bigger than social media. It's but it also it, Well, yeah, even that I'm thinking about these gamers. Right. I mean, these devices are, are designed to get us addicted. Social media, these platforms, these software packages are designed to give us a dopamine hit every time we get a like, right? That's about, that's not, uh, has taken us away. This was the precursor for the fictosexual in this and the metaverse universe, right? The, the metaverse life to where you own nothing and you'll be, and you'll be happy living a life that's not real. It's all about fantasy. It's not about any reality. It's actually started with big tech and social media to where they created software designed to get us addicted to where we're going to get that hit of dopamine and the happiness now. And everybody, you go out to a restaurant, you don't see people interacting with each other. No, they're on these devices. They're addicted when, when to the devices. And I go to Disneyland. There, there's a bunch of times we'll go around, we'll be sitting at a restaurant. We look at other people, Andrea, sitting around us, and they're not even talking. And they're just sitting there texting, eyes glued to the phone. Right. So, th- so this guy may be not be so crazy, right? Because this, I don't know anything about anime, but how much, how different is what he's doing in his experience? Any different from people that get sucked into gaming and they're all, they're obsessed with gaming or they're obsessed with Instagram or well, they're obsessed you, with their I TikTok? I used to game as, as a teenager growing up and I, you know, I still like games on occasion and the way that they design these games, you hit the nail on the head. They do it so that you can get addicted and suddenly you've been playing something for hours and it seems like it's been a few minutes. Right. This the mental. We've got a global mental health crisis to oh, where dude. people don't know what reality is anymore, and they get sucked into into fantasy, and they want our children sucked into fantasy. They want Americans sucked into fantasy. This has got to be a part of the destruction of normal society, the destruction of the fantasy. There's no real. The reality is no longer about what it was always about. I know it sounds like a loose connection, connection like when I you know connected the dots, but I think that's really part of their end game. I really do. Yeah, it is. As well as, and it's also kind of connected to what we were talking about with Twitter, right? About, um, you know, they, they've got to, con- it's, it's also a part of the, the disinformation governance board because they've got to control our minds and our lives. Not just what you say, but what you think. Right. Um, quickly, well, we promised that we were going to talk about the, about Amber Heard in the, in the, in the trial today because speaking of crazy, that relationship is as insane as this dude, this fictosexual. Absolutely insane. I was shocked today to find out they had only been married 15 months. In 15 months, she managed to destroy him. There was never anything real in that relationship. It was like Johnny Depp got sucked into her like this dude got sucked into anime. She was completely, That's a great comparison. She was completely a fictional character. Completely fictional. And in 15 months, she destroyed this man. Mentally. Mentally destroyed him. Emotionally destroyed him. He, you can hear audio tapes of him talking about wanting to kill himself just to end the pain. In 15 months, that's the damage she did to him. I've and, seen interviews, Andrea, where the both of them, he was being interviewed by a reporter. She's standing next to him, just looking at him on certain things that he would say, and he gets really uncomfortable. And you can tell there's something not right there. She was a predator. She preyed upon him. 
sucked him into her universe like this character here. He left Vanessa Paradis in order to marry this woman. And once she got him, she sought minute after minute after minute to literally destroy him. And on top of it, she sucked him dry, uh, sucked him dry financially. She got in th- after just 15 months together, she got a seven million dollar settlement. But if you if you heard a, a little bit of the testimony today from his manager in, in total, she really got about 15 million dollars. And then she went around the world lying. And this is where the ACLU comes into play today, which is it, which is very much a political the American Civil Liberties Union, right? They, uh, this dude's testimony from the ACLU today basically proved Johnny Depp's defamation case. Oh, yeah. And, it, I mean, it should tell the world to everybody. John, and I'm not talking about Heard, but Johnny's ex-wife actually has come to his defense in this trial. Right. Well, what happened with the ACLU today, which prides, which continues to push the falsehood that they're about liberty in this country, civil liberties. Look, look, if you watch that testimony today, you could see that they had partnered with Amber Heard. This case is about him saying that she put out articles to destroy him and defaming him. And the ACLU basically said today, absolutely. Initially, they were brought in to talk about the fact that she went around the world and has gone around the world and even lied in a UK court document saying that the seven million dollars she got from Johnny Depp, she gave half of it to the ACLU and gave half of it to the Children's Hospital in Los Angeles. So that was blown apart today because she actually never gave a dime to the ACLU. Johnny Depp gave a hundred grand in her name and Elon Musk gave about five hundred thousand. So her testimony in the UK court and her testimony here is a bunch of hooey. She perjured herself. She perjured herself. So then, and and actually even in interviews, all about making herself the victim. But what really came out today was in discussions about the article and the op-ed that came out about how the ACLU partnered with her to do this op-ed piece. They knew it was about Johnny Depp. It was time to come out at the time that she did Aquaman. All in an effort to destroy him and elevate her, her her public profile and ACLU, who was a partner in trying to in, in the defamation of this man. They knew they they all did it for the publicity and the public profile of the ACLU. And I think they were co-conspirators, co-conspirators in a way in the defamation. All right. Have you guys been watching the case? Anything? Oh, I'm watching it each and every day. Yeah. Well, I, I was asking the listeners oh, if they watching <laughs> what they thought about it. I, you know, two million people signed. So after the after today's testimony that it was proven that this the timing of this op ed that was written with the ACLU, she used the ACLU and this phony donation that she never made to elevate herself as though she was some kind of hero coming out of domestic a domestic violence situation that never happened. To time it at the time the Aquaman was coming out, after basically the case was was blown apart for her today, two million people signed a petition that she be removed from the Aquaman 2 movie. I think, you know what, unfortunately, they're going to lose a lot of money over this, and I love my comic movies. That movie does not need to be attached to her. They need to start from scratch, take the loss, and make their company look good. Look, I got family that that, uh, worked on Aquaman 2, and the checks have cleared, so I don't care now what happens to it. That's my thoughts on Aquaman too. Hey, if you if Hollywood is going to be destroying men on on the basis of accusations, guilty first, guilty guilty until until you not even possible. It's supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. Then it became guilty until proven innocent. Now it's you're guilty no matter what, just based upon any allegation. His entire career was absolutely destroyed on the basis of this woman's accusations. She needs to go. Remove Amber Heard.
Well, look what happens to Johnny Depp's, you know, Johnny Depp's career. He was removed from the Pirates movies, which he loved, and now he's saying he'll never do again, even no, he if can't they're get asking him to come back. No. He was removed from Harry Potter. His career has been destroyed. Absolutely destroyed. We started out with a laugh on Fictosexual. Let's, you know, we can end this segment on a positive note, because her case is done. Oh, she's cooked. Now, the defense is yet to go. We're still on the prosecution side of things. Oh, you know how we can end on a funny note? Did you see the testimony of the doorman? Dry, he gave his testimony. No, I didn't see that. While he was driving a car and vaping. <laughs> and he's recalling uh, how uh, she claims that somebody bre- has been breaking into the apartment. So he's the doorman. And he goes, and it's basically a dog that was just scratching on the door. And so then the defense is trying to get him to admit that, 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 uh, that he couldn't tell whether or not she had a bruise on her face or whatever. But it was absolutely hysterical. Um, and Johnny Depp laughed all the way through. Uh, that testimony. So prayers for Johnny Depp and all men. I'm glad he did this because men in this country are, are vic- abused too. Uh, oft, not as often as women, but it act, it absolutely does happen. All right. So we're going to take a break and we come back. Speaking of another sketchy character, there's more breaking news on Anthony Fauci today. And I know you, I just know skins. You love a good Fauci story. So we're going to talk about that when we come back. AK dynamite and address. Or just Andrea Kay. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to the Andrea Kay Show. 888-344-1170. We decided to save this Fauci business for tomorrow. There's actually some more breaking news on the vaccine. And I want to delve into that. And we'll just and we'll visit that on tomorrow's show because the CDC just made a major announcement. So you're going to want to come back for tomorrow for that. Let's continue to talk crazy. And crazy celebrities. Um, she, we talked earlier about this fictosexual thing, and I was saying this Amber Heard is as crazy as, as a character as this fictosexual dude. Well, you know who's even crazier than maybe any of these people is this Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox. I can hardly ever remember her name. So this story comes out the other day that she had reportedly said that she and this dude Machine Gun Kelly drank each other's blood. So she's asked about it in an interview and she goes, oh, well, you know, like it's really not as crazy as that sounds. You know, we just do. We just drink a little bit of each other, a little bit of each other, just a little bit as part of our, you know, our our regular rituals. And I got to thinking, I have never. Have you ever heard of this as a marriage ritual drinking each other? Never. No. Right. I mean, there's all kinds of this is talk about crackpot. Talk about mental illness. This woman, by the way, she has like three young sons. Right. Can you imagine being her being her kid and and hearing your mother talking about, first of all, having a mother that runs around dressing like that? I mean, the woman's dropped dead. But please, you know, you know, throw something over it. OK, we don't need to see everything. OK, um, but having your mother going around talking about drinking her boyfriend's blood. Think I mean, of what that's going to do to the kids mentally. Right. I mean, there are there not better marital traditions and rituals you can have i mean i'm all for rituals i'm even i've even heard of some crazy rituals i mean there seems like there's this new thing about about Uh (laughs) women painting their husband's toenails right that's become a thing i don't know if you know that's never happening to me i mean i guess because a ritual and if you have y'all got any crazy marriage rituals out there uh, to me the most important ritual for a married couple would be getting down on your knees and praying together right 100 percent 888-344-1170 888-344-1170 if you got a marriage ritual that you think is crazy or one that you guys do. But I don't know of anybody that drinks each other's blood. I actually don't even know any man that lets his wife paint his toenails. But that's supposedly a thing, 
right? Um, but for anybody to think that this is kind of cool, right? I mean, this, it, 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 why would, why would you? Yeah, it's th- kind of sick. It's actually sick. You know, it's like vampire type of stuff. I mean, you like these vampire shows. I love it. And that, that, I was telling you that before the show. I love the whole vampire lore, mythology, movies. This is disgusting. Right. Um, I don't know if they're married or if they're just dating. But I think, you know who else did something kind of like this was that Angelina Jolie. She and Billy Bob Thornton did something like this. Oh, did they? Yeah. And this should tell you the extent of how cute this is. Because these, I don't, and, and you know what the reality is, that it's possible that they don't even do this, right? And she's just trying to get attention for herself. The movie that they, they came out with, they met on a movie set, and the movie that they did crashed and burned, and nobody saw it. Um, so it's possible that they're just now trying to get trying to get some attention for themselves. But, you know, at a time in which, you know, we've got so much trouble going on in our lives, you know, it'd be nice if we actually had some Hollywood couples that actually talked about some rituals that had to do with um, something healthy, something family-oriented, something that involves their faith together, right? Um, this, this is just so much a part now. It's like Disney, right? Going after kids, right? How, how come Hollywood can't do anything that promotes family values? Yeah, you see these these family movies, Andrea, and they come out and they're a hit with families and they love them. You would think that they would capitalize on that and make just as many movies like that as they could. Yeah, because those movies actually make money. Oh, they do. Those movies make money. But they are so bent on pushing their far left crazy wacko stuff that they're even willing to hurt themselves in their pocketbook. They don't care. And they're doubling down on it. They're doubling down on it. Disney has lost... Um, they, theirs has been the greatest stock drop of a corporation, I think in something like 30 years. So here's my question to you as we wrap up the show here. Do you think that's going to get them to change course? No, because Democrats never admit that they've done anything wrong and they never stop pushing their agenda. They might change it a little bit, shift it a little bit, but they're not going to change. They're going to continue to push and look at the, at the success that they've had just in the last two years. Um, in, in terms of with children, there's lots of families out there, parents. Yeah. There's schools putting kids on, on, uh, puberty blockers and other drugs, but there's a whole lot of parents out there doing it, which is insane. And they, so they've made a lot of success. Here's a here's a story quickly before I got to go. The Trevor Project, which is a nonprofit LBGTQ ad, advocacy organization, provides a, a, a way for children to chat with their, quote, counselors that includes a quick exit feature that automatically quicks, quits and exits, ex, erases your browser history to keep your parents in the dark. Wow. So, they're, no, they're not going to stop. They may change strategy. Hide what they're about. Make it a little less obvious. Make it a little less obvious. But they're not going to continue. They're not going to stop because look at how much progress they that make made. it really hard. You and I both. Uh, to, to, I love some of their content, but they make it hard to support anything. Right. I mean, there was a time in this country where only two percent maybe identified as some kind of trans, and now in, in, in kids in school are, are um, gender dysphoria. Now it's upwards of seventeen, close to twenty percent. So they're making progress, Skins, and we're going to keep trying to make our progress here every night of the week, six to eight p.m. Follow me on all the socials. You can call our twenty-four hour co- uh, comment line at eight four four eight one four five two two seven. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.